0: is in your Bible, maybe you're kind of new to your Bible, that's okay, um, um, you can look inside your uh, table of contents, uh, you find Old Testament, New Testament, Matthew is the first um, book of your New Testament, uh, so Matthew chapter 10, if you don't have your Bible with you, you can look up here on the screen, uh, in Matthew chapter 10, um, as you're turning there, um, I just want y'all to know I love this church. I really love this church, and um, it's been a real blessing um, in my life over these past several years, and um, and I'm really, really hopeful for what God's going to do in the future, really hopeful. Um, I love you guys. Um, Matthew chapter number 10, uh, if you're looking there, um, let's do this. Let's just pray. Lord, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Lord, thank you so much, Lord God, first for saving my soul. Lord, I don't deserve it in any way, shape, or form, but Lord God, I'm thankful for it. And Lord God, I'm thankful for what a, what a church represents. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place that we gather together as fellow believers. That one thing we have in common in this place, Lord God, hopefully for a majority of us, that we have Jesus in our heart. And Lord God, you are powerful. Lord, you can do all things. And Lord God, I'm thankful that you put a church on the side of 69 Highway so that we can, we can not only gather together inside these four walls, but that we can show this community that Jesus is real. And that he wants to work in their lives in great and mighty ways. And Lord God, I know, Lord God, I know that in so many ways, Lord God, there's so many things that can distract us and so many things that can get in the way. And even our own minds and our own thoughts, Lord God, can get in the way. But Lord God, I pray that nothing Nothing would hinder Nothing would hinder your gospel, that your gospel would go out. And Lord God, it would work in hearts and in minds, Lord God, in so many awesome ways. And so, Lord God, we pray right now, Lord God, that you just meet with us. Lord God, that you do something inside of us, Lord God, that wouldn't just change us today, but hopefully, Lord God, change us this week. And, Lord God, we would, have, we, would, we would be able to make a difference in the life of somebody else, not by what we do, but because we point them to your son, Jesus. And so, Lord God, we need you today. I need you today, Lord. I need you today. So please, Lord Jesus, show yourself evident. And, Lord God, I pray that when we leave here, it is, it is by far, we knew, we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were with us in this place. And that, Lord God, you did a mighty work. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We make big of you because you are worthy of it all. Lord God, we worship you today. In your wonderful name, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Here we go. Yeah. Thanks. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Oh, it's going to be a good day in the Lord. Here we go. If you're in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter ten. If you're looking in your Bible, looked up on the screen, and you're there, say it like you mean it. Say, "I'm there." Here we go. And when they called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve of the twelve apostles are these: the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. Philip and Barth- Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the Publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Labaeus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth, commanding them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. I'll explain that in just a minute. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter inquire, Who in it is worthy, and they and there abide till you go thence? And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return to it. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of your house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city." Behold, we're almost done. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents as harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. For it is not ye that speak But the spirit of your Father, which speaketh in you. Now we're in a we're in a series right now, we're in a series right now called. Go and put my put my uh, graphic up there. We're in a series called. Y'all ready for that? Y'all got that there? Series called. Who is this Jesus? Say it with me: one, two, three. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? We talk about this Jesus, we we, 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 we say him, we we, we we do things for Jesus and, and with Jesus and all this kind of stuff, but who is this Jesus that we're talking about? And so we've been talking about exactly who he is, and we've been talking about a, a he is statement. He is statement. So today, our he is statement is, he is, come on with me, he is the one who, oh, whoop, whoop. There should be a who there, by the way, okay? He is the one who equips, all right? So we're going to insert the who, all right? He is the one who equips. Say it with me. one, two, three. He is the one who equips. He is the one who equips. Now, here's where we are as we're going kind of through the different sections of the gospel. Um, we are going to look at different areas of, of what God does, and we're going to talk again. We've talked about it before, but we're going to talk about what it means to share the gospel okay? What it means to, talk, to share the gospel. We're always, we're always going to come back around to that, okay? The the most most impactful thing in a person's life is if they receive the gospel, can I get an amen? amen. Okay? If, if, it, I'm telling you, there are so many things that you can do in this world that, that can you can call quote-unquote successful, but if you don't get Jesus, in the end you lose, okay? And, and so it's, it's our responsibility to share the gospel. And And so a couple weeks ago, We talked about he's the one who calls. He's the one who calls us to go and to do, all right? But also notice in what we're going to look at today is the one who is calling you to go out there and share the gospel is the same person who will equip you to be able to share the gospel, all right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to be in this section of scripture. We're going to go w- w- from verse one into verse twenty. Um, for those that like to take notes, we're going to have a couple statements that we're going to put up there. So hopefully you can follow along. So if you're wondering if you, you know, when you get your bulletin, there's a front side that talks about what's all going on and how many attendants and what we had for offering, all that kind of stuff. You flip that thing over and you got some note taking stuff. All right. So I encourage you to take notes today. But he is the one who. Equipped. So let's pick it back up in Matthew, uh, chapter number uh, ten and verse number one. By the way, this account you can also find in in uh, Luke and in Mark. I encourage you to read the whole entire chapter this week. It's really, really, really good. All right. So in verse number one, it says, "When he called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them what power? Come on, say it with me like you mean it. He gave them what power? He gave them power." against unclean spirits to cast out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Okay, so before, he, he, he called out his 12 disciples, and he gave them power to do these certain things, to, to, against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. He gave them, what did he give them again? Say it with me, he gave them what? Power. He gave them Power. Now we, we talked about the different names uh, of the different apostles, so they're li- written there in, in two and three and four. And then what he said was these twelve sent forth and commanded them. All right. So he gave them power and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and in, and into any city of Samaritan, enter ye not, okay? But rather, but go rather to the but verse six, verse six, give me to verse six. Come on, follow with me. Here we go. But rather go to the what sheep, lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay, so they were to go to the to the lost. They were supposed to. So they had power to, to for to cast out unclean spirits. Okay, to to heal all manner of sickness and all disease. And Jesus says, now here's what I'm, I'm commanding you to go to the lost sheep of Israel. Now some of you are like, why are we not going to the Gentiles, of Samaritan? Because it's not their time yet. Okay. All right. So just so we understand from this, from what's going on here, and we'll talk about this a little bit more. That Jesus came specifically first to the Jews. All right. Now, some people say, "Well, what, so that mean, does that mean He didn't want me to get saved?" No, He desired for you to get saved. He just wanted to do it through the Jewish people. He wanted to come to the nation of Israel and say, okay, the nation of Israel, you've got a job and a task. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Jesus to you. He's going to come out, out of your generation, and, 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 and you, the nation of Israel is now going to then reach the whole entire world. Now, unfortunately, he came into his own, and his own received him not. And so there's, 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 it goes forward with that, but really the desire that God had when, when, when he sent his son Jesus was for the nation of Israel to be a witness and so, obviously, where do we go? We go to the, the nation of Israel first, and then the Samaritans and the Gentiles later on. But here's what's important, all right? Here's your first statement. Go ahead and put my first statement up here. The first statement. All right? Here we go. If God commands you to do it, if God commands you to do it, he will give you the power. What's that next word? When you do it. If God commands you to do it, he will give you the power when you do it. Now, let's explain that. Let's explain that. How do you know if you can cast out demons? If you've actually tried to cast out demons. How do you know if you can heal sickness if you try to heal sickness? Now, some of you are like, well, can we do that now? No, okay? We can't do that. We, don't, we have, physically can't do that now, okay? Uh, the Jews require a sign. And so from the standpoint of what the Jews needed, they needed signs, okay? We don't need a sign. We, we put our faith and trust in Jesus by faith. Okay? By faith. We don't require a sign, but here's what I want to help you with is that the only way they were going to see if they could do what God commanded them to do is if they actually did it. Now, what does that mean with sharing the gospel? What does that mean share the gospel? Because what we'll look at with sharing the gospel is we'll say, you know what? I don't know if I can do that, but here's what I want to help you with is you have power inside of you to be able to do it. To be able to do it. Give me Acts, give me Acts 1 8. Give me Acts 1 8. Okay, I know I've already jumped around on you. That's okay. Follow me, Elliot. You got this, man. It says, but you shall receive what? Power. Come on, say it with me. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be, not might be, could be, shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and in the uttermost part of the earth. Then, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have power in you for the purpose of being a what? Witness. For being a witness, but if you you will never understand the power inside of you unless you actually exercise that power. Does that make sense? Okay, we have to actually exercise that power because some some of us are like, I know I need to share the gospel, but I'm just I don't know Buchanan. I'm just kind of scared. And what about this? And what about that? You will not understand the power that you have until you utilize the power that you have. It's when you do it, you'll notice you have power. But so many times we say, I can't do it, so I just won't do it, all right? And let's just talk about this. You can, you can say, share in the gospel. You can go through any other commandment in God's word, and you will never see God work and use you in that way until you actually do it. Y'all, y'all I, I said this a, couple, this a couple months ago, I guess. Even somebody gave me a shirt because they think that's what I, I, my, my favorite thing is, okay? But I'm a big fan of He-Man. No, no, okay, whatever, y'all, y'all, fine, you wanna? I think he's pretty awesome, whatever, okay, all right, but I have multiple shirts now, because everybody thinks I'm a big He-Man fan, that say these four words, ready, okay, I have the what? Power! I have the power, thank you, Matthew, for my last shirt, by the way, I appreciate that, it's a little snug on me, but I wear it as an undershirt, just so I know it, you know, kind of put it underneath, you know, I, I might be wearing it today, you never know, okay, all right, But we have the power inside of us. We have the power inside of us, but yet we don't utilize it. And here's the thing. You're not going to understand the power until you actually do it. But when you do it, you will see the power. I promise you. I promise you. Okay? Let's keep on going. Now I'm having fun. Here we go. All right, verse 7. As you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven... Is at hand. Okay, so just so we understand that from the theological standpoint, is when Christ came, He wanted to establish an earthly kingdom at that very moment. That's why He's saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But He couldn't because the Jews rejected Him. And but but there is coming a day where He is establishing an earthly kingdom here on this earth. Okay, all right. So that's coming. The kingdom of God's hand. It says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely. Look, look at this freely you have received freely you have received so guess what freely what give you have something inside of you that has been received guess what i receive the jesus into my life i receive the holy spirit so you got the holy spirit you got jesus you got the power of the holy spirit so now here's the deal you got a responsibility to use it to use it if you've been given it, excuse me. If you've received it, you're you're supposed to give it. You're supposed to give it. Verse nine. This is so good. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes nor the staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Now you're like, well, why couldn't they take anything with them? Why couldn't they take anything with them? Because here's what God had to help them see: is guess what? He was going to provide. He was going to provide. He was going to provide what they needed. Now, as they were going on their journey, they may have needed some money. And guess what? God was going to provide that money. They were going to maybe need some. They were going to maybe need as they go along. Maybe they were going to need a coat, and God was going to provide it. Maybe they're going to need some shoes, all that kind of stuff. Here's the deal. Whatever you need for the task, God can provide. God can provide. Whatever God asks you to do. Let me help you with this. Whatever God asks you to do, he can provide. He can provide. If God asks you to do something, you got to trust that He has the provisions necessary to provide for you to be able to do it. And and so many times, what we do is we like, you know, what I, I don't I don't know if I want to step out completely in faith because you know what I I, I mean I, I don't know if ooh, you know if I do this and what happens and all this kind of stuff. And here's what we'll do: we'll be we'll we'll spend all of our time focusing on getting ourselves prepared. Getting ourselves prepared. Well, God, I'll do it when this and, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And if you give all these conditions, here's what I figured out. If you give God a bunch of conditions of when you're going to do something for God, guess what? You'll never do it. You know why I say that? Because I've been there. I've been there. Hey, God, I'll do this when you do that. Okay? And, 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 and God, if you'll provide this and provide that. Here's what, let's talk about sharing the Gospels. Here, here's what you want somebody to do. You want to my Tim come on up here come on 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 me and Tim are going to switch roles, okay? Here we go. No, here we go. This is, this is, this is Tim. He, he, he wants to witness somebody. He wants to tell somebody about Jesus. And here's what we want people to do. Hey, I want to know about Jesus. Can you tell me how? Yes. Okay, I got no, you. Okay, I, I, I got gotcha. you. I, gotcha. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, okay? But we're like, I, I, like we want to come up and be like, I, I know about Jesus. I've read all the scripture. I'm ready to be saved. So, like, I, I mean, I can, like, will you pray for me? I can pray for myself. You don't have to do anything. Like, please, like, I'm, I'm ready to get saved. Right. Sure. Okay. Come on. you sit down now? Okay. All right. <laughs> but that's what we want, right? We want somebody to basically walk up and do it for us, right? And, and so we look at it and we go, like, God, if you'll make it a perfect situation and a perfect si- circumstances and all that kind of stuff, here's what I figured out: there's never a perfect time. You ever noticed that? You ever tried to have a difficult conversation? And you're waiting for the perfect time to have that conversation. Guess what? There's never a perfect time, right? It's just reality, okay? And so there's never that perfect time. And so here's what we got to trust, is that even though I don't, I don't know if I can physically do it, i got to trust that when I do it, God will provide. God will provide. Here we go. This is so great. Verse 11. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and till till you come thence. And when you come into a house, salute it, and if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. If it not be worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive it. Let's, let's back up for just a minute so we understand that. Just from the standpoint of those people that are willing and open. Okay? That are willing and open. Because let, let's be honest. We have, we have, we, we have this mentality that every single time I'm going to talk to somebody about Jesus, that they're going to to reject me, they're going to hate me, they're going to cuss me out. And let me help you with this. In my personal experience, that is not always the case. Here's what I figured out. You know what? There's a lot of people that are searching in this world. (laughs) There's a lot of people that, honestly, they know there's something missing, but they don't really know what it is. And so when you come into, into, the, into, the, into the deal and say, hey, that thing that's missing in your world is Jesus, guess what? They're happy. They're glad you told them. Like, does that make sense? All right. I know we, we, we look at the news and people are being beheaded for the cause of Christ and all that kind of stuff. But, but I'm telling you, for the most part, a majority of people are either going to be open to what you have to say or at least have enough respect to listen to you. Okay, I, everybody thinks we're gonna, you're going to cussed out when you share the gospel with somebody. I'm sorry, like I don't, re, I don't, I don't run into a bunch of people that cuss me out all the time. Okay, in general, I mean, let's talk about that. Like, do you go to like Walmart and they cuss you out like when you ask for something? You know what I mean? Like we, we don't. Let's be honest. Uh, we got we live in the South. We got it good. We got Southern hospitality, right? Like people, people even they may hate your guts, but they'll smile and say how wonderful you are. Right? That's just the way Southerners are. Okay? So, so even the, 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 when you come, the, the, okay, there's people there you can come in contact with that are going to be open to the gospel, willing to the gospel. One, one, one way you can, to, can do this is that there are people that are called persons of peace. Persons of peace. There's sometimes there's people that you'll run into and, and, and Roger, you know this by the way, about, i I've seen this. You've got some people in your life right now that I believe are persons of peace because not only are is, are you going to win them and they've been receptive to the gospel, but now the, who they can win to Christ because of who they're around and what they're, and, and, and so there are people that God, that God is going to open the door for in major ways. And, and here's what he's saying. Like if, if they're willing and they're open, like, like go on in, like take the, take Take the opportunity. Like, go for it. Verse 14. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of, that, uh, out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Okay? Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than that of that city. Because here's what we do is we, 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 there are people that are open and receptive to it, and so we, that's great, but if we come across somebody that is not open and receptive, doesn't want to talk about it, you know, wants to argue with us about it, all that kind of stuff, then we throw our hands up and go, that's why I don't do it. That's why I don't do it, because so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I may have one bad experience. But here's what Jesus said. He said, you know what? Shake the dust off your feet, and here's what I'll help you with. And keep moving forward. If someone doesn't accept the gospel and you share the gospel with somebody and they don't accept it, guess what? Move on to the next person. Move on to the next person. I, I, I had a conversation with somebody this week, and, and sometimes we'll say, you know, hey, when was the last time you witnessed somebody? Well, I've been witnessing this guy for three years. Okay, and that's awesome. Continue witnessing witness the guy for, that you've been witnessing to for three years. But if you've only witnessed that guy for three years and nothing's happened, guess what? Maybe you need to continue to do what you can, but you've got to move on to the next person got to move on to the next person now here's here, here's what we need to understand about what about the people and if they if they don't if they're if they're not receptive to the gospel okay if, if they're not receptive they won't receive it um uh john 3 john 3 john three seventeen. Okay, we, always, we all know John 3 16 and all this kind of stuff. We forget about this. For God sent not his Son to the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Okay, God didn't come to condemn, he came to, so, that, so the world might be saved. But verse 18, here we need to understand this. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is what? Condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, why am I saying that? Because here's, what, here's what's going on, is that we put all the pressure on us, and we say, you know, if I, if, I, if, I, if I witness somebody and they don't receive it, then that's on me. It's not on you. It's not on you. Because here, anybody who does not believe, they stand in condemnation right now. Right now they stand in con- condemnation. All right? That, 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 person, that person we talked about before, that person is a dead man walking. Okay, if, if, if that person dies at this very moment, boom, they're going straight to hell. Okay, they are sitting in that condemnation. Okay, and, and that is not something that is not your fault. That is the choice they are making because they have not put their faith and trust in Jesus. Because here is what I want to help you with. Here is what I want to help you with. when it comes to sharing the gospel. Give me my next statement. Here is what I want to help you with. They are not rejecting you. They are rejecting who, Christ. They are not rejecting you, they're rejecting Christ, right? It, 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 I, I don't, I'm not a big salesman, okay? I don't like sales. Um, uh, some of y'all are really good at that kind of stuff. Some of y'all may have been in a, in a sales profession and all that kind of stuff. But I don't really like sales because I'm, I'm just like, uh, you know, hey, uh, like, do you want this and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, there, I was in a, in a sales type position when I was at the bank and I would have to make phone calls and I was just like, and just real kind of antsy about it and didn't know if I wanted to do it. And, and honestly, that's probably why I, I, they didn't want me to do it much longer, okay? Because I was real anxious about it. But, but, but here's what I figured out. Two things about the sales side of it, okay? One is it's really easy to sell a product you believe in. It's really easy to sell a product you believe in. Also, it's really easy to sell a product where you have seen a benefit to your own self with that product. Okay? Some of you already know where I'm going here, okay? All right? All right. So it, I, if I believe in the product, if I've seen a personal benefit with the product, it is easy to sell that product, okay? So if you have Jesus and Jesus has changed your life, it should be easy for us to tell people about that, okay? But even when it comes to the sales, and when somebody says no in sales, they're not saying no to you, they're saying no to what you're having to offer, okay? They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting the product. They're, they're rejecting the service. They're not rejecting you, they're rejecting Christ. And I'm not saying that makes it much, that much easier, but here's the deal. Then that takes all the pressure off of you. Because if they're rejecting Christ, that's their decision that they are making, all right? We talked about this with the fishers of men. It's our responsibility to cast the net, it's God's responsibility to fill the net, right? Okay? So they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting Christ. They're rejecting Christ. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going, all right? And that's really from the standpoint of, of verse 15, with the condemnation, it says, Verily I say unto you, you shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom, going to in the day of judgment than for that city. Okay? That, that, that judgment is coming to that person. Like if you, and, and here, I gotta say this. That should motivate us. Let's think about that. Every single person you come in contact with that doesn't know Jesus, they sit in judgment and condemnation right now. That reality is every single person that we come in contact with that doesn't know Jesus. That if they died tomorrow, they would go to hell. That should bother us. That should bother us, right? Okay. If you're glad you're not going to hell, can I get an amen? Okay. If you if you if if you if you really 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 want to make sure that none of your family goes to hell, can I get an amen? Okay, are you, if you're really, really hopeful that, that none of your friends will go to hell, can I get an amen? amen? Okay, no, we don't want anybody to go to hell. We don't want anybody to go to hell, all right? But there is judgment that's coming, and, but we've got to do our part, but they've got to make their decision too. Verse 16, and, th- and this kind of transitions a little bit, okay? Transitions a little bit in what Jesus is saying. It says, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Because we are going into a world That even though we live in the south, and even though there's a lot of southern hospitality and all that kind of stuff, there are people that are going to to be contrary to the gospel. Okay? Says verse 17, and beware of men. They will deliver deliver up, up you to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for the testimony against them and the Gentiles. This is important, though. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 19, when it comes to sharing the gospel. And when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you, this is important, talk about the wind stuff, in that same hour that ye shall speak. Okay, now this is not, this is not saying don't, pre- don't be prepared to share the gospel, okay This is not saying don't, don't do some study and learn a little bit about what the Romans road is or, or how to share your story and all that kinds of that's not saying you don't need to be prepared. But what it says is that it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. In that very moment when you share the gospel. And, and here's what's really interesting about it. This. this is my own personal testimony. Usually it doesn't happen until right at the very moment. So it's a little scary. Okay? I told you about the Centos guy, right? All right? I flubbed that up big time, I felt like, and he still got saved. All right? But what, what I, I, I thought in my mind what I was going to say But then when it actually came to what came out of my mouth, it's what came out of my mouth, okay? Because you know what? The Holy Spirit gave me what needed to be said. Verse 20, for it is not, look at this, this is great. For it is not ye ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. So we talk about the power that, that, that when God commands, He'll give us the power when we do it. We talked about they're not rejecting Christ, they're, reject- they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting Christ. But last thing, last thing, put my next statement up here. Last statement here, right here. Come on, help me out. There we go. Whether in witness or defense. Okay, because notice what they had to do, they had to defend their faith in this, in this verse of Scripture. Whether in witness or defense, God will give you the words to what? Say. God will give you the words to say. Now, now what am I saying about the whole equipping thing is, okay, all right, so I have power. I have power, Buchanan. I have power of Holy Spirit power, and and it will manifest itself when I actually do what God has commanded me to do. If I share the gospel and they reject it, they're not rejecting me. They're rejecting Christ. But then, when we actually do the physical act, we have to trust God that God will give us the words to say. God will give us the words to say. And now, I don't know about you, and I, this is where I'm thinking right now, is, man, that takes a lot of pressure off of me. Those three things right there, that takes a lot of pressure off of me. Because here's the deal. I, 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 that when I do it, it's only going to be because I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me, okay? So it's not going to be me, it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit. If they turn me down, it's not they're rejecting me, they're rejecting Christ. And then finally, when I, whatever, whenever I open my mouth, God is going to give me exact words to say. Here's what's interesting about When we think about this, and I, I'm not trying to say this in an ugly way, but essentially what, what is going on here is that you are now God's puppet, right? And I'm not trying to say it in a negative way or way that. I mean, my thing is that what I love about a puppet is if I have a puppet right here, I can, I can man, here we go. I can make him do whatever I want to do, right? Okay? But, but like, literally nothing that puppet does is in its own power and ability, it's all by, by the person who is who is controlling the puppet. It's all it's uh, it's all in the in the in the master of the puppet. Okay, and so we look at this and going, okay, the only power I have is because I got Holy Spirit power. If they reject me, they're rejecting Christ. And when I actually do open my mouth, let me help you this: witnessing requires you to open your mouth. People say I'm I'm, I'm being witnessed by being a good example. All right. I, I, you're not wanting them to catch your good morals, you're wanting them to see Jesus. Okay? And so we have to actually open our mouth. And, when we, and here's what's really cool. When we open our mouth, God says he's going to fill our mouths with the words to say for people that need the gospel. Okay? So, let's kind of wrap this up, and we have one last statement. We'll wrap this up. Um, because here's, what, here's where we are. Here's where we are. Okay? The past couple of weeks ago, I, I preached a message um, talking about that, that that he is the one who calls. Fishers of men. And we and we put a challenge out there, right? Like every single person in this room, share your story with one person this week. And I heard some I heard some text messages, I got some phone calls, got some emails, and some of y'all did that, right? But some of you didn't. Some of you didn't, okay? And 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 so you, you didn't do it. Um, even though we specifically talked about there was a person that probably was on your heart and mind at that very moment, you didn't do it. Now, here's what's really cool about God, okay? Now, when I was a kid, I liked to play games and, and, and different things and all that kind of stuff, and sometimes I would, I, would, I would try a new game out for the first time, or even if I'd played the game or played the sport for a lot of times, but I just kind of flubbed it, okay? I kind of flubbed it. Like, I tried and I failed miserably, Okay? Now, what we would do when, when, when we were all kids is I wanted to kind of forget about that first one. I wanted to forget about that first one. I wanted to, let, like, like let, like if we could start over and all this kind of stuff. And so, it, it, say, say I was throwing a Frisbee right now to Riley. I'll throw a Frisbee to you, Riley. Okay, I don't even throw with my left hand. Whatever, okay? All right? And I, and I flip it up. And here's what I would say. Hey, Riley, can I get a what? Do over. Okay. Say it with me. One, two, three, can I get a What? do-over and thankfully Riley would be like no you messed up bad I'm just kidding all right no you get a do-over right you get a do-over like here's what's really cool about this you didn't share the gospel a couple of weeks ago guess what you get a what a do-over a do-over like, it's not, and, and I, I, want, I want to tell you this, because this is, this is what, uh, I'm going to help a lot of people write this. Because we'll, we, will, we will live in shame and guilt, and it will paralyze us to not do something we need to do. Guess what? You didn't share the gospel this week? Guess what? His mercies are new every morning. Share it this week. Okay? Does that make sense? All right? You're getting a do-over. You're getting a do-over. And, and I know you're like, again, if you just stop, like, circling back around this whole sharing the gospel thing, that would be a lot easier for me, All right? But we can't, right? We can't. We have to do it. And if there's some, if there's that person that specifically came to your heart and mind, this is the week you can do it. This is the week you can do it. Even if you, let me help let me you this. If you've chicken out a hundred times, guess what? You get a what? Say it with me. You get a what? A do-over. A do-over. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that God gives us an opportunity to have some do-overs right? (laughs) Let's just look at our whole entire life. Like, my life is filled with a bunch of do-overs, okay? I'm a mess. Get a do-over. Now, last thing, last verse of Scripture, because when when you're studying Scripture, it's really important for you to not only look at the section of Scripture that you're looking at, but you also need to read beforehand and a little bit afterwards, okay? You've got to understand context, all right? Now, I'm, this is, I'm going to get on a little side note here. Is I, I've told this before, we cannot be one verse Christians, all right? We have to know things out of we got to know things from the standpoint of context, where they're where they're speaking, who they're speaking to, all that kind of stuff. Because if y'all just read this, you'd be like, "Hey, I'm going to heal some sickness this week," all right? But the context is, this is Jews with Jesus on the scene, okay? That is not the same as it is from the standpoint of when you go further into the epistles. But when I went back, I went back right before chapter 10 into verse 9. Give me that, verse 9, verse 35, or chapter 9, excuse me, not verse 9, sorry, chapter 35. It says, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So that was a, that's what Jesus was doing. Okay, he was healing sicknesses and all that kind of stuff, diseases. Verse thirty six. Verse thirty six. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as having as sheep lost sheep, having no shepherd. Verse thirty seven. Here, notice what he says to his, to his disciples. Notice this. He says then he then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest. Truly, there's plenty of but the laborers are few. Because let's be honest, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of lost people in Coleman County. There's a lot of lost people in Fairview. There's a lot of people lost people in the state of Alabama. There's a lot of lost people. But the number of lost people there are versus the number of people that are actually sharing the gospel, okay? Let's just be honest. There's a lot of opportunities for, for people to get saved, but there's very few people that are going out there and sharing the Gospels. The laborers are for you. Here we go, verse 38. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, here's what we do. If we just take chapter 9 and that section of Scripture, we look at it and go, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to pray that God would send people out to go and share the Gospel. Okay? Go to, go, to, go to Matthew 10. Matthew 10, verse 1. Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 what? Disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits, cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Guess what? Guess what happened? He said to his disciples, pray, pray the Lord, he sent, sent forth laborers, into the harvest. And in verse 10... Who does he send out to be laborers? The disciples. The disciples. Because let's be honest, we are really good at praying for the lost. Let's pray for the lost. Let's Let's pray for this family member or that friend that don't know Jesus. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. But here's my last statement. Here's my last statement. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, give me my last statement up here. God is not just asking you to pray. He wants you to be the what answer to that prayer? Amen. Think about that. Jesus said specifically to disciples, "Pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest that He was in labors into the harvest." And then in chapter ten, Jesus calls the disciples and says, "Here I'm going to give you all the power so you can go reach the lost." This is why context is important, right? Okay, and here's what's really interesting about this, is I said not just asking you to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray for people to go share the gospel. But here's what I want to help you with. God wants you to be the answer to that prayer. He wants you to be the answer to that prayer. And, and you, you know, here's what, you, Buchanan, I don't know if I believe all that. Okay, this is how Jesus did it. Chapter 9, pray for laborers. Chapter 10, he sends out laborers. The very people that he asked them to pray. All right. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand.